0: When when we think about making a change, the financial aspect of it is always the first thing that comes to mind, because that's going to be the biggest thing that holds you back. So speaking with if you have a partner or a spouse that also contributes to the household finances, find out where their mindset is if you want to make a change. How much are they ready to commit in order to help you through that?
1: Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Lou Blazer and you're tuning in to Second Breaks, a weekly show where we explore career stories and strategies for navigating a changing world of work and thriving in our chosen careers. Now, on this podcast, we talk quite a bit about career pivots and career changes. And there's one thing that no matter the kind of career move you're thinking of making, whether it's a move up or a lateral move, or even an intentional like downshift if you're moving into a new field of work, for example. There's one thing that you will, at some point, want to sit down and consider. And if you have a significant other, you'll probably want to sit down with him or her too. I'm talking about the dollars and cents implication of your career move. After all, our careers are the main way we are living, right? So for most of us anyway. So it makes sense that we look at the financial implications of our career plans. Now for this topic, I want to be with someone who actually knows what she's talking about. So my guest today is Certified Financial Planner, Christina Gattari.
0: So technically, I am a Certified Financial Planner. And usually when I say that, it scares a lot of people because they... They make a lot of assumptions, right? And the assumptions are correct. I do all of the things you think I do. I help people manage their investment portfolios and set all those major goals like planning for retirement, saving for a rainy day. Um, But what really adds some substance to the title is I work with a lot of young families. And I ended up in that niche because that's who I am. I've got a young family. I know what we're dealing with. There's So many things going on at one time that I really take pride in helping people relieve some of the stress if there's something I can take off their plate to help them move forward with what they're trying to do.
1: Christina and I started our chat with the career pivot or career change context or frame in mind, but it quickly became clear that most of the things that we were talking about apply regardless of whether you're making a pivot or not. We got to talking about financial freedom and planning for our future and, you know, the things that we can do today, what Christina refers to as good money habits to get us in position to have choices tomorrow. My conversation with Christina reminds me of the quote, The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Sure, you may listen to this conversation and you go, you know what, I'm so behind, I'm not doing any of the stuff that she's talking about. You and I might not be doing the things that she suggests yet, but that doesn't mean we cannot start today. This show is brought to you by Anthriving. Thriving. Ant Thriving is a professional network supporting people who want to thrive in their chosen field of work and thriving members get access to one-on-one mentoring resources and tools for designing and planning your career move and the opportunity to create valuable professional connections now this is actually a good time to explore if and thriving is right for you because we are open for founding members this month of may so be sure to check it out you can learn more about and thriving at and again that's and thriving.net okie dokie let's get on with the show
0: When, when we think about making a change, the financial aspect of it is always the first thing that comes to mind because that's going to be the biggest thing that holds you back. So also speaking with, if you have a partner or a spouse that also contributes to the household finances, find out where their mindset is. If you want to make a change, how much are they uh, ready to commit in order to help you through that? And, uh, that's that's an important one.
1: I hear this all the time. The the spouse, the partner, the significant other getting their buy-in into whatever it is that <laughs> that you're wanting to do. And sometimes the financial conversation is uh becomes the sensitive part.
0: You know, that conversation the, the financial conversation seems from what I've seen is difficult for partners to have even when they're not planning on making a change, very often I see, right very often I see that there's one partner who handles everything, makes sure all the bills are paid, and then there's the other partner that just kind of goes along with things and, and everything's fine because you don't always need two cooks in the kitchen. Um, so I think broaching that conversation starts with having a good dialogue about finances in place already, so that you're comfortable talking about finances. So that when a change comes up, it's a little bit easier to say, okay, you know where we're at and I know where we're at. Let's talk about how it's going to change if I want to do A, B, or C. And and the, the dialogue has already started. Assuming the dialogue hasn't already started and you just want to dive in to say, hey, I want to make this change. Here's what it's going to look like. Um, I feel like approaching that conversation from a teamwork perspective, rather than saying, I want to do this, how do we make it happen? Say... I'm considering X, Y and Z because I think it could benefit us in this way. So, if I am willing to commit to changing 1, 2 and 3 to make this happen, are you comfortable with that and can you meet me halfway?
1: Frame it that way that it's for the good of our mm-hmm. families, for for not just it's not just mine.
0: And and we've heard so many times that if you yourself are not happy with what you're doing every day, it's not just in your work life that that discontent comes out, you bring it home, you can't separate the two. So if it is going to have that long term benefit for the family, then there's some value to that.
1: Right. The other thing that I hear is that um, sometimes someone would have an idea uh, for a business, for example, and or because they are so unhappy with their job, whether or not they're going to start a business, they're just so unhappy with their mm-hmm. job that they're just going to quit. Right? Yep. I'm just going to quit. Mm-hmm. And um, this whole saying about jumping and, and the net will appear kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I will admit, I, I do have a tendency at times to be somewhat pessimistic when someone brings a topic like that to me. I am mm-hmm. I I have a very good role in playing devil's advocate and trying to make sure we, uh, we look at all those little nooks and crannies. And what convinces me that somebody has really thought through that decision is if they can tell me that they know that they won't survive in what they're doing now for whatever reason. And they know that they've got certain things set up that they've paid down a debt or Mm. they've already started saving. They've implemented some steps so that if the net takes three months to impair instead of three weeks, they'll be okay. So it's not somebody that just picked up the phone to call me after a terrible day at work to say, that's it, I'm not going back tomorrow. It's somebody that has put some thought into it to know what it's going to look like if it takes a bit for that net to appear.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it, What? what is the timing now? Is it three months or six months in the bank? Is it, what is the going yeah. rate?
0: So the rule of thumb is anywhere between three and six months of fixed expenses in the bank. Um, if I meet people that actually do have 3 months worth of savings in the bank, unfortunately, it's not as common as I'd like to see it. So, that's that's definitely a consideration. If people aren't already planning for their emergency cash reserve, mm-hmm. then that net head better appear pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> Whether you're making a career change today or sometime in the future, but you want to sort of uh, plan for your future I suppose right mm-hmm. so are there you know based on your experience today and what are what do you see are the common mistakes that people make over and over that mm-hmm. when,
0: when they're thinking about uh their future the first mistake they make is their impulse today and the the fear of missing out the fomo it's the the most detrimental marketing tactic that, I, that has come out recently because we, we are so bombarded by the advertising and feel like if we miss out on this one little thing, it's, we're not going to be the cool kid in school, right? And that impulse inevitably leads to credit card debt. And credit card debt, when it gets to a certain level, can really be a difficult thing to get rid of because you can continue to use it. You know, you may have a really great month and as soon as you pay it down, something else catches your attention and you're back where you started. So yeah, the the biggest mistake I see people make is is giving into the impulse and not sleeping on it. If you're still thinking about it 3 days later, then maybe there's something to it, but you really got to sleep on some of these things that we're seeing. The other thing I'd say that people aren't focusing on is I don't even want to use the word long-term, but that rainy day savings that we've talked about and, and retirement savings. When I work with young families, it's tough for them to focus on really deciding what do they need today versus what do they want today. I also like to help to make sure they're balancing their lifestyle. I'm not a budget woman. I hate using the word budget because if I tell people you're only supposed to spend a hundred dollars a week at the grocery store, they're going to come back and tell me, yeah, but I, I needed a dog food and I ran out of toilet paper. There's all these things I wasn't planning on. So I like to help people find a balance between their lifestyle and still having fun today, but knowing that, I'll tell you what, when we wake up later in life and decide that we just don't want to go to work anymore and we've had it, you need to be self-sufficient. You need to be able to rely on what you've worked for all those years. And it takes a lot of focus both now and into the future. (laughs)
1: Going back to what you said a, a couple minutes ago about the credit card debt, I remember when I was starting out, and I don't know, actually you know if this is still going on right now, but certainly when I was uh, starting my career, I got all these uh, pre-approved things, oh, yeah. right? I was so excited that all of a sudden I was getting all these pre-approved ones and I, mm-hmm. I had all kinds of credit cards. Plus the department store ones, they racked up pretty quickly. And one of the best things I ever did after I, you know, like this is painful, is that after I paid them down, is I cut them all off. And I Mm -hmm. now I just have like two cards and that's it. And when I go to department stores and they say, would you like to open a credit, you know, and with a 10%, whatever, discount, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just say, no.
0: (laughs) No. The discount is never worth it in the longer. The store credit cards are the worst. They've got the highest interest rates out there. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's funny. Yes, there are still a lot of pre-approvals coming out. Now that we are, call it 11 years since the Great Recession of 2008, oh, yeah, credit has freed up quite a bit. But, you know, there's something that I share with um, with all of my clients, and anytime I have the opportunity to speak, is – There are things we don't realize that we can do with these credit cards. When I was in college, my freshman year, I was walking around campus, and some credit card company had set up a table. They were giving away free t-shirts, and I said, sure, I'll take out a credit card. Why not? (laughs) So at 18 years old, I had a $500 credit limit, which at the time, oh my God, that was phenomenal, right? By the time I graduated four years later, that was a $12,000 credit limit on that credit card because they just kept increasing it. So there's two things I always tell people. First of all, if you want to take out a credit card, fine. Make a mindful decision to do that. But the next day, I want you to get on the phone with that credit card company, and I want you to tell them, one, that they are not to increase that limit unless you request it. You do not have to let them increase your credit limit, okay? But the other thing that you can do is if you get approved for a limit, let's say they give you a $5,000 credit limit, and you sit back and say, whoa, if I ever racked up a $5,000 credit card, that I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Then you call them and you say, do me a favor, lower the credit limit. I only want a thousand dollar credit limit. Mm -hmm. There are things you can control. We worry so much. And I think this this goes back to that fear of missing out is when we decide that we want to buy things or apply for something, we are so worried about being approved. We want to be approved. We want them to say yes. But the reality is they want to approve us. They want us to be customers because they want us to spend money. And we we need to flip that script. It needs to be a privilege for them to approve us, you know?
1: So when we exchanged emails uh, a few weeks ago about preparing for this, you had also talked a little bit about, and I think you used the phrase, good money habits. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about What are good money habits? I guess you talked about one already, which is, you know, just just taking control of your credit cards.
0: My favorite thing is automatic savings. And beyond just a 401k that you can do automatically through your payroll or whatever the retirement plan is that's available, I absolutely love that there probably isn't a bank left in this country that does not have a a transfer tab in their online banking where you can set up automatic recurring transfers. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation just earlier today. Somebody said, yeah, but every time I try to put money in my savings account, something comes up. I need to repair my car and, and then I have to take it right back out. And I said, but you know what? That's what it's there for. We we put money in the savings account and we like to see it stay there. And it's almost painful when <laughs> we have to pull it out to use it for something, but that's why we have it. But if you've got something automatic to make it go in regularly, you're more apt to let it build up. If we sit back and wait to manually move a couple of dollars a week into a savings account or however much you can afford, we're not going to do it because- Although we can tell ourselves we're paying our, ourselves a bill, it's not really a bill, and we're not really committed to doing it. Just set up the automatic transfer, and when you need it, you go back in and you transfer it back into your checking account. But at least something's happening in the background. Yeah. I remember
1: many years ago, it, 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 unfortunately, it wasn't a habit that I continued, but uh, many years ago, I want—I really, really wanted to go into this uh, Europe trip. But Thanks. I, in order for me to to afford it and not go into debt, I had to, you know, save for months, you know, in advance. And I did that, actually, that's what I did. It's like, I automatically, it was my vacation money. So it was, I automatically uh, took away, um, you know, certain, uh, automatically going into the savings account. But it was for the purpose of the of the vacation that I wanted to take. But like I said, unfortunately, I didn't continue it. I should
0: <laughs> I should restart that. Yeah, got to pick another goal. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> pick something else. But that's that's actually it. Because I think for me, it was like, um, it, it's funny to say it this way, but it wasn't pain, painful. Although, why would it be painful if it's going to our savings account? But it wasn't painful for me because I was thinking, this is going to finance my Europe trip.
0: Yep, yep. Absolutely. There was some, There was there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Just putting money in a savings account for a rainy day is too abstract for a lot of people. That's true. Just as abstract as retirement is. I, I can't sit here and ask somebody, hey, what do you think you'll do in retirement when their retirement is still 30 years away? Okay. Life is going to happen so many different ways between now and then. We just don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it can be difficult, but when it's there when you need it, that usually is what helps it click for people yeah. if i can get them just to just forcibly put a little bit away then when that thing comes up because that thing always does They say, you know what? Oh, geez, thank God I had it in there right? because that was what I would have done.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, this is probably a good segue to the other thing that I want to talk to you about because you mentioned retirement there. And of course, to a lot of people, retirement is, you know, there is this other phrase that's out there in the back of their minds, maybe is this financial freedom, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a certain and I don't know if this is the right way of looking at it, but, you know, that there is a certain dollar figure that I need to, you know, reach before I can say I have financial freedom or mm-hmm. or that I am, you know, I am I'm there. So I guess how would you define financial freedom? Is it a dollar a set dollar amount in the bank or on the 401 You day? know what?
0: At some point, it does need to be a dollar amount um but again if you're 30 years away from retirement who knows what that would be so i i sort of look at it from um i guess it's a top down perspective of how much can you reasonably put away now while still enjoying life today and then just just let it build because mm. for me financial freedom is just having choices mm. so you know what if i decide that i want to take a month long trip to europe when i'm 65 then Great, If I have the resources resources to do that, then I can do that. But maybe that's not something that excites me. Maybe I just want to be able to sit on my front porch and read a book all day. That's okay too. But if I do everything I can now and leading up to that, then I can do whatever I want at that time. Mm-hmm. Even to, not even talking about retirement, let's say I want financial freedom five years from now. Again, if I have the ability to make a choice and I'm not pigeonholed to doing one thing because that's the only situation I've created for myself, that to me is the freedom.
1: I don't know if this is in the same boat, but I, I certainly know a, a handful of people who are pretty senior at their jobs and that they're tied to it because of the proverbial golden handcuffs. Yeah. And so you want like, yes, they're bringing in a lot of money, but then there's also a lot of things that they're maintaining mm-hmm. in their lifestyle that requires that bringing
0: in a lot of money. And so and, you know, I think that comes back to mindset and the needs versus the wants. If they have built up a life that now requires them to keep the golden handcuffs on, well, then they make one of two choices. They stick it out or they pare down the stuff that they really don't need, the stuff that's really not adding any joy to their life. Right. And you make the change from there.
1: Is there a book or two or a resource or two that you can recommend as a good read for someone who is Really seriously thinking about financial planning, and maybe, you know, maybe is just beginning to get serious about it.
0: Believe it or not, it's not a book about finances, but this has been my favorite book for a while now. It's called Switch, it's by Chip and Dan Heath. And what I love about this book is it's a discussion about truly how to implement change in your life, but it's by acknowledging that willpower is like a muscle. It gets tired after a while, and you have to find a way to keep it motivated. And they use this wonderful analogy about an elephant and a rider and how the elephant needs to be motivated because in order for the rider to direct the elephant, the elephant needs to want to go where it's going. A rider can... Um, try to maneuver an elephant whichever way it wants to but if that elephant wants to turn left it's going to turn left you're not going to stop it so it's just got it's got fantastic real life stories about how change was affected uh for various people but the minute you acknowledge that your willpower is going to give it out out at some point you've got to find a way to keep it motivated it applies in so many different ways but absolutely to your finances again talking about that rainy day savings you need the willpower to keep putting money in there So yeah, I I love it. Love it.
1: I can totally relate to that. Um, So for example, like um, sometimes I do this, uh, these mind games because I know that if, if, um, Just to kind of reframe it because otherwise the motivational part is so hard. So, for example, when I started, uh, when I started walking in the morning, if you said to me, okay, get up early and, and, you know, do your 10,000 steps, whatever, I'll be like, uh, not, you know, but, but then I like, you know, I'm going to get up and for 30 days in a row, I'm going to catch the sunrise. And it became like a no big deal because then now I am, I'm getting up and I'm lacing up my shoes because I'm watching the sunrise and this is a project for 30 days that I'm doing it and lo and behold after 30 days it's become a habit and I just do it now
0: right there's there's something else motivating you there not just oh I need the exercise because we hear that all the time we all we all need to exercise more that's not the new yeah but uh, yeah that's
1: beautiful uh, it's so hard and you're you're fighting well I am fighting with my willpower all the time so I have to come up with these other stories Christina I am enjoying ha- having a chat with you where can we find you online where can we find more about you or follow you or your company online
0: you'll find me on facebook uh christina gutteri uh it's got the cfp crpc after it so so that you don't confuse it with my personal profile Uh, but i actually just launched a new website it's called me next year.com because i always want people to remember that there is a me next year that you're waiting to discover and i like to help get you there
1: so i will definitely put links to both on the show notes for this episode so thank you so much for joining me christina
0: thanks for having me this was great
1: now i want to hear from you what do you just think about this topic how have you prepared or how are you preparing for your career move are there any major challenges that you're facing with respect to the financial aspects of your career move Hit me up on Instagram and let me know. You can find me and direct message me at Lou Blazer on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. That about wraps it up for this episode. You can find the show notes and all the links at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 96. Thank you so much for being with me and listening for a few minutes today. And I wanted to ask you a favor. If you like the show, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Those ratings, those reviews really help tremendously in spreading the word about the podcast and reaching the people who could benefit the most from the things that we talk about here on the show. Now, if you are not sure about how to leave a review on iTunes... When you go to the show notes at uh, secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 96, there's going to be a link there uh, to some instructions as well. So again, thank you so much in advance for your review. I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. I will be back with a new topic to help inspire and motivate you to step into the future that you want. Until then, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans.